Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morning Star Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, brethren. Freemasons Podcast with your host, Ray Warshall, brother George Marjorie, and today we are continuing the reading of the Lost Book of Enki. We are on Tablet 12. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're going to try to get through this as best as we possibly can. Uh, the last two chapters are pretty long because that's when uh, shit pretty much hits the fan. Uh, so uh, we're going to dispense with our usual stuff. When uh, Ken and Joe return on... Thursday, then we will uh, start doing our toasts, and we'll toast everybody who's liked us, and uh, the thousand listeners, they got their, they got, the, we got up to over a thousand uh, subscribers on YouTube, so I want to thank everyone for, for doing that, and uh, we're going to be getting those challenge coins in hopefully soon, and uh, we'll go from there, but for today, let's start the 12th tablet. <clears throat> As you know, the last time we left off... Uh, Marduk got his ass stuck inside of a inside of something. They locked his ass away in some cellar dweller basement or whatever. Rolled a big ass stone in front of the door. They broke his ass out, um, and uh, he was banished off in the distance. And uh, we're gonna continue on from there. To come to Earth one more time, Anu decided. With Anu, his spouse, he wished to come. As we know, Anu. A-N-U is the the god of Nibiru, or the leader of Nibiru, which is supposedly the planet that the Anunnaki come from. And uh, there's your trinity right there. And Lil Inki and Anu. <clears throat> While his arrival they waited, the Anunnaki abodes in the Eden to reestablish began. So they're starting to live back in the, uh, the Eden, E-D-I-N. From the mountain lands where descendants of Shem dwelt, to the olden land the black head people migrated interesting upon the newly dried soil the anunnaki let them settle food for all to provide where eridu enki's first city before the deluge had stood on top of the myriads of mud and silt a new eridu was marked out so what they did was they built another city over the top of the old eridu so, uh, I I would love. I wish there wasn't such. Nah, it wasn't. There wasn't such um, volatility in the Middle East, especially in Iraq, because I mean they're talking about how their cities built on top of cities. I would I would love for for them to excavate, find out, 
you know, based off of old records, records, excavate it and see these things because they got to be awesome. Let's see here, uh, Derek K. Arson put fire. Thanks, man. Uh, Jack Hansen, hey man, just found this podcast a few weeks ago. Started from the beginning, so I don't know how it's gone up to now, but keep uh, keep up, man. It's great. Hey, thank you, we appreciate it. Johnny Rockwell, greetings from Atlas. Pat, uh, oh Jesus Christ, Pythagoras Lodge. Thank you. Sorry, brain fart. C uh, Britland one, hey worship brother Chris here. Love the podcast. Thanks guys. I appreciate all the support. Really do. Um, we've been uh, well, a couple things. It's been really freaking cold, so uh, we've been avoiding this lodge like a plague. It's cold as shit. So. Um, Joe's got some stuff going on. Ken's got some stuff going on. So, uh, we've been kind of, uh, laxing on our, uh, our recordings, but I promise you we're going to get back into it. Some new topics and hopefully some new guests relatively soon. Uh, pretty famous ones, hopefully. Uh, I've been working on that. Just got to find a time to actually get it done. But, uh, let's continue. In the center, it, uh, in its center, upon a raised platform, the abode for Enki and Ninki was built. House of the Lord, whose return is triumphant, is called, with gold and silver and precious metals by Enki's son provided was adorned. Yeah, that's why I want him to find these cities, because if it's adorned with precious metals, come on now. Above, in a circle skyward pointing, the 12 constellations by their signs were marked out. Below, as in the Abzu, waters with swimming fishes flowed. In a sanctuary, a place that no uninvited can enter... Enki, the M-E formulas kept. I would love to know what M-E formulas are. I want to be clear about this. This isn't Zechariah Section putting his words in. This is what it said on the tablets. Um, some of the stuff he's pieced together between lost tablets and stories that, that kind of he didn't really have. So he's pieced it together between the Bible and a couple other sources. But M-E sticks out. And uh, I would love to know what MEs are because he said the ME formulas. What is an ME formula? Um, the only thing I can personally think of is, uh, and again, I, I don't know if ME is um, his English translation. And if it is, I wonder if that means mitochondrial extract. From Enlil to Ninlil, the new Nibiru. Nibiru Key atop the mud in silt was established amid its people's dwellings and cad cattle folds and stalls. A sacred precinct was walled off. We know that we did, that the Sumerians, if you look at their cities, they had a sacred precinct. It's where the ziggurats were, and uh, no one was allowed to go in there. An abode for Enli Enki, uh, excuse me, an abode for Enlil and Ninlil. There, therein was built. In seven stages it arose, a stairway rising as to the heavens, to the topmost platform led. His tablets of destinies did Enlil keep, their keep. With his weapons it was protected. The lifted eye that scans the lands. Now mind you, this is uh, all capitalized, which means it's the best translation you can come up with. It's whatever the hell this thing is. The lifted beam that penetrates all. Lifted eye that scans the lands. The lifted beam that penetrates all. I want that firearm. In the courtyard, in its own enclosure, and Lil's fast-stepping skybird was kept. He parked his car in the front yard. Gangster. As the time for the arrival of Anu and Antu neared for their stay in the Eden, a new place was selected. Neither <clears throat> Enlil's nor Enki's to be. Anugki, the delightful place, it was named. 
shaded trees in there were planted, a pure white structure, the house of Anu, and its mist was built. There you go. There's the white there's the white reference, white being pure, heavenly. And the exterior in seven stages rose, its interior like a king's quarters was. When the celestial chariot of Anu at Earth arrived, Anunnaki sky ships toward its sword for a safe landing in the place of the chariots in Tilium, uh, Tilman, excuse me, it was guided. Utu, the place's commander, his great-grandparents to planet Earth welcomed. The three children of Anu, Enlil, Enki, and Ninursag, stood there to greet him. They embraced and kissed and laughed and cried. So long, so long has the separation been. They to each other kept saying at each other they looked, aging to examine. Though greater in shars were the parents, younger than the children they looked. Again, uh, Sumerian tablets, how would they know this? That uh, the earth spins much faster around the earth, thus um, we age quicker than than a planet that's off in the distance. And we know this for a fact even when space travel goes on. Um, they talk about how the astronauts come back and their watches are a couple minutes behind. Two sons looked old and bearded. Ninurtsag, once a beauty, was bent and wrinkled. All five of them with tears were filled. Joy, tears of joy with sorrow, tears were mingled. In the sky ships, there were guests and their hosts to the Eden taken. In a prepared place beside Anugki, the sky ships landed. So they're all basically having a house party at Anu's new house. All the Anunnaki that on earth had stayed in honor guard were standing. Hail and welcome, hail and welcome. In unison to Anu and Antu, they were shouting. Then in procession, singing and music playing, the Anunnaki to the house of Anu, the guests accompanied. In the house of Anu, Anu washed and rested, and uh, then he was perfumed and clothed. Onto by female Anunnaki in the house of golden bed was escorted. She too was washed and rested, and then she was perfumed and clothed. In the open court in the open courtyard, in the evening breeze, the tree leaves rustled. Anu and Antu on thrones were seated. Flanking them were Enlil, Enki, and Ninursag. So are basically setting up a dais here. Attendants, earthlings who were completely naked, wine in Good oil served. Uh, others, and so I guess just a bunch of humans running around bare ass. Ah, oh, Ligarius, what's going on, man? You didn't miss much. I literally just started it. I'm only like a page and a half in. Uh, so they got just humans running around bare ass. Um, I guess clothing was a symbol of dignity or um, a symbol of, of stature. So... Because humans at this point were still the piss ants. We weren't uh, allowed to have clothes. Um, others in the corner of the courtyard, a bull and a ram, gifts of Enlil and Enki on a fire were roasting. Well, there's your bull and your ram. <clears throat> the great banquet f was for Anu and Antu prepared for the sign in the heavens. It start was awaiting. On Enlil's instruction, Zumlu who in matters of stars and planets was learned, the house of the, the steps of the house of Anu ascended, 
the rising of the planets at evermore at evening time to announce. Sorry, guys. I apologize for my reading on this. I swear to God, it's not me. This thing sucks to read. It's, it's again, twofold. One, translation of Sumerian text into English over a 5,000-year-old language. Difficult. Even more difficult, Zechariah Sitchin was Lithuanian. So he didn't really, really wasn't that good with, uh, with English. So, uh, and then you got me, who's can't read for shit. So it's, it's just, it's a trifecta of, of hell. On the first step, Kinshar in the eastern skies appeared. Lamu on the second steps was seen. Now he's talking about uh, the planets here. Remember we talked about Kisar in the eastern skies appeared. Lahamu, the second one on the second step was seen. So they aligned their buildings according to how the planets move, similar to what the ancient Egyptians did, similar to what we're seeing in uh, Central America, the Mayans. We appreciate the efforts. Yeah, man, this, I can't tell you how many times when I first read this, I picked up this book, and I'm like, yeah, bug it. Nope, not not tonight, not tonight. Um, and uh, I only have a Red Bull today. But uh, I usually get a little bit better with reading, with much less everything, with a little bit of alcohol in me. I don't know, it like improves me for some reason. Mumu on the third step was announced, Ansar by the fourth step arose. So he's talking about the planets. He's talking about seeing the planets in the sky as they rise. Lamu on the fifth step, we know Lamu is uh, Mars. Um, the moon from the sixth step was announced. Um, then on a signal from Zumlu, the, the hymn, the planet of Anu in the skies rise began to be sung. So they actually made a song that was called the planet of Anu in the skies rises. <sighs> Jesus. Again, translation here. That's what it says, though. The planet of Anu in the skies rises begun to be sung. For from the topmost step, the seventh, the red haloed Nibiru into view came. So they can actually see Nibiru at this point. That's some shit. To music, the Anu clapped and danced. To music, they danced and sang. To the one who grows bright, the heavenly planet of the Lord Anu, they sang. I think Anu. Um, you guys can look this up. I mean, it's all just do Zechariah Sitchin's planet names or something like that. And it'll show you the entire solar system and how they're named out. Uh, people much smarter than me broke this down. Um, I believe it is Jupiter, though. I could be wrong. Uh, on the signal, a bonfire was lit. Seen from place to place where bonfire started. Before the night was over, the whole land of Eden was with bonfires lit. So they're having a whole goddamn block party. After the meal of the bull meat and ram meat of fish and fowl with wine and beer accompanied. Yeah, that's a true story. So uh, Beer, come on, right? Bullshit. You know Sumerians were the first ones to invent beer. I wonder if it was an IPA. As long as it ain't that shit, naturalize. Anu and Antu to their overnight quarters were accompanied by Anu and Antu were all an Anunnaki thanked. For several earth days and nights, Anu and Antu slept on the sixth day. Oh, here we go again. His two sons and daughter, Anu, summoned. So, oh, seven days and then the sixth day, he decided to wake his ass up. 
Of what had on earth transpired their accounts, he heard of the peace and warfare he learned. Uh-oh. Dad found out that, they're beat, that the two brothers beat the shit out of one another. How, of how the earthlings, by the oath of Enlil to be wiped off, had again proliferated on New Herd. Yeah, asshole. Of the gold discovery in the land beyond the oceans and the chariot's place there, Enlil to him re- uh, revealed. It was then that the dream and the tablet from Galzu, Enki to his father, told. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the dream of the tablet, Galzu. Uh, basically, the vision of Noah telling him how to build the boat. By that w- was Anu greatly puzzled. A secret emissary by that name to Earth by me was never sent. So, for all my Christian friends or my, my super religious friends, this just goes to show you that um, even though Zechariah Sitchin and the Sumerian tablets were saying that the Anunnaki created us, you now have a secret emissary that was supposed to have been sent that was never sent by the Anunnaki, or at least the leader of the Anunnaki, so who was it? There's your angelic. So did Anu to the three leaders say, puzzled were Enki and Enlil, baffled that uh, baffled they that at each other looked. On account of Galzu, Zuzudra, by the seed of life were saved. Zuzudra being Noah. Enki said, on account of Galzu, on earth we remained. Um, <clears throat> in other words, he didn't go back. They didn't all blow the taco stand they decided to hang around earth because galzu told them to and to his father said the day to nibiru you return uh, you return you shall die so did galzu to us say incredulous was that of anu the changing of the life cycles indeed havoc did cause but with elixirs cures it was oh shit so Galzu fed him a line of bullshit saying that if you go back to Nibiru, you're going to die because your body just can't handle the change in life cycles. But what, <coughs> excuse me, what Anu is saying is, yeah, you can come back here. We just got to throw some hooch down your freaking throat and uh, you'll be fine. That's interesting. So they can actually go back to Nibiru and they won't die. Um, which, God, well, God forbid, I don't know what you want to call it, happy or sad, if these guys ever decide to come back here are we going to see the same ones the same names written in this book interesting whose emissary if not yours was Galzu Enki and Elilt in unison said yeah who the fuck was he I'd want to know too who the earthlings to save wanted who on earth made us stay Ninurtsag we know her as Enki and Enlil's sister uh, her head slowly nodded. For the creator of all did Galzu appear. There you go. There's your divine reference. Was the creation of the earthlings also destined of that I must wonder? That's going to blow your mind here. Because if this is the case, okay, and let's just say Galzu was uh, Raphael, the angel, or something along those lines, some sort of a godly thing, why did he keep humans alive? makes you wonder what our purpose is in the galaxy or in the universe, huh? That uh, maybe mankind, as much as we piss and moan and fight with each other, maybe we do serve a greater purpose. <clears throat> For a while, the four of them were silent. Each one past events in heart recounted. Yeah, I'd be silent too. Um, while fates were decreed, the hand of destiny, every step directed. So did Anu say. 
so so let me just break that line down so what they're basically saying while the fates were decreed in other words when it's almost like uh karma it's kind of what they're saying while the fates were decreed uh that's something that we can control but the hand of destiny which is divinity or higher power if you will you had no control to begin with the will of the creator of all is clear to see on earth and for earthlings only emissaries we are the earth to earthlings belongs to preserve and advance them we are intended if that is our mission here let us accordingly act so did enki say the great anu who the fates decree councils exchange regarding the lands to create civilized regions the great anunnaki decided therein acknowledge to mankind uh, therein knowledge to mankind provide cities of man to establish therein sacred precincts abodes for anunnaki create so what they're basically doing is they're saying we're going to give they're going to give all these naked ass people around here we're going to give them the uh we're going to give them the whole planet it's theirs but in these sacred precincts that's where we are going to reside and we're going to let mankind kind of do its thing we ain't going to get involved with them no more so they're giving us our in a sense our quote-unquote freedom they're they're letting us take it over kingship as on nibiru on earth establish crown and scepter to a chosen man give yeah so what they're doing is they're going to say okay rather than having apocalyptic chaos or anarchy they're going to decide who is going to be the king of men let me wet my whistle here sorry they're going to decide basically we're going to say we're going to we're going to teach them how royalty works by him the word of the anunnaki to the people convey work and dexterity to enforce in the sacred precincts a priesthood to establish the anunnaki as lofty lords to serve and worship so they're now setting up a priesthood they're setting up a priest class um and i wonder if this is what the ancient mystery schools taught secret knowledge to be taught here we go secret knowledge to be taught civilization to mankind convey to create four regions three for mankind one restricted the anunnaki resolves okay so they're gonna create four regions of the planet i'm gonna set them up wherever maybe it's mayan central america maybe it's europe maybe it's the middle east maybe it's africa or china and one of them is going to be restricted uh my assumption would be the um if i was to pick one uh, i'd have to say that uh it, it'd probably have to be egypt that's where all the big monuments are that's where these guys are running shop they're running out of that area so i'm thinking probably china Europe, Greece, around there, um, Central America, and South Africa. Maybe I'm wrong. It's not the first time. The first region in the Olden Eden land to establish the Olden Eden land. Okay, so that would be Mesopotamia. For Enlil, his sons to dominate. The second region in the land of the Two Narrows, thereafter to follow. What the hell is the land of the Two Narrows? Uh, I don't know. Interesting. Comment. Let me know what you think. What the hell is the land of the two narrows? Um, the only thing I think of is you got the Atlantic and the Pacific, and the the Mexican Peninsula, whatever you want to call, it, sits right there. So that'd be 
two narrows. It's, uh, maybe I'm wrong. Third region with the other two not mingling in a distant land to Inanna Grant. Distant land. Maybe that's your China. Maybe that's your Japan. Fourth region for the Anunnaki alone consecrated. The peninsula of the place of the chariots will be. Peninsula of the place of the chariots. I have no idea where that is. Peninsula of the place of the chariots. Uh, oh, Sinai? Maybe it's the Sinai Peninsula. It's the only peninsula I can think of. Now, this is the account of Anu's journey to the lands beyond the oceans. I'm thinking this is somewhere in somewhere over in the Americas. Now, this is the account Oh, uh, in how the first region for the Anunnaki cities were reestablished. Having the decision about the four regions of mankind civilizations made, Anu, about his grandson Marduk, inquired. Hey, how's my son? Is he still being a shitbag? How's my grandson? Is he still being a shitbag over uh, being uh, out in the distance? Ah, I must see him again, to the leaders, Anu said. Whether by Demuzi or Ninkazida to Nibiru inviting Marduk's ire, I, must, I myself have caused. So he's basically saying... Uh, Despite the fact that, uh, you know, he killed the Musi or had a hand in it and fought in Gazeta, which was uh, Enlil's son, uh, this is, I caused this. I caused this because I didn't give him anything. So did Anu wonder to reconsider the punishment for Marduk he wished. Oh. When to the lands beyond the oceans to journey, Marduk to meet, you will be told. The land where he roams in those parts of the earth he is. So did Enlil to Anu say. Before the distant lands, the royal couple went. The Eden in its lands, Anu and Antu, surveyed. Eridu and Nibiruki, they visited. Where the cities of the first region were planned, they saw. In Eridu, Enlil about Enki complained. Oh, fucking. Enlil's such a piece of shit throughout this entire book. Like, bitching about his brother all the time, even though his brother did all the work. It, it, it's like two sub. It, it's really like, it's like my kids. It, it, one of them does all the work, and the other one bitches when he doesn't get anything. The Emmy formulas to himself, Enki, are keeping. You took everything else away from him. Now you want his, now you want his formula. You want, the, you want the bag of blow. All right, gotcha. Shit bag. Anu, on the seat of honor seated, words of praise to Enki said, my son, for himself, a magnificent house built beautifully on a platform it is raised to the people that the house surround and serve great knowledge will Enki give. Now the knowledge that is that in the Emmys is secreted with other Anunnaki must be shared. This is what uh, Anu is saying. Embarrassed was Enki to share all the divine formulas to Anu he promised. Yeah, so... The father took took the the baby brother's side. Don't forget, Enki is older than Anu, or Enki is older than Enlil. So the, the it's it's the same. It's the case of the youngest kid getting everything they freaking want, and the old one gets shitted on all the time. In the ensuing days, in skyships traveling, Anu and Antu, the other regions surveyed. Then on the seventeenth day, to Anugki, the royal couple returned for one more night of rest. Remember, Anugki is uh, his house. In the morrow, morning, when the younger Anunnaki before Anu and Antu for a blessing came, 
Anu, to his great-granddaughter, Inanna, took a liking. Oh, shit. Anu, to his great-granddaughter, took a liking. Uh, he drew her closely. He hugged and kissed her. Let all my words heed to the congregated, he announced. Oh, yeah, he took a look. Okay. It's, let me clarify. I forgot about this. Uh, he took a liking. The last time Enki took a liking, he was going for a soil sample. If I'll be PC on that one. But I forgot. Anu can't because a long time ago, he had his um, cash and prizes bitten off. So, yeah, that ain't happening. Uh, let all my words heed to the congregated he announced this place after we leave to Inanna as a dowry is given. Oh, so he's giving her the house. He's giving her the keys of the castle. Let the sky ship in which we earth shall uh, shall survey it to Inanna be present. He's giving her a house and a car. That's nice. It's, it's, a, good, good, it's a good grandparent. I'm not going to lie. Joyed Inanna to dance and sing, she began. Her praises of Anu and hymns in times to come were chanted. Yeah. Left her the Audi. Therefore, thereafter, bidding bidings farewells to the Anunnaki for the lands beyond the oceans, Anu and Antu departed. Enki and and Lil Ninurta and Isker, with them in the olden of uh, the golden land went. Golden land. It's got to be sands. So uh, yeah, it's got to be northern uh, northern Africa. In stone blocks to perfection cut with pure gold inside were covered. The golden enclosure with flowers of carnelian stones carved the royal couple waited. By the shore of the great mountain lake was the abode erected. Wait, mountain lake? Is it Lake, lake Titicaca? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's South America. Let me know in the comments. Wouldn't mind the help. <laughs> I don't know where the hell they're talking about. Um, by the shore of the great mountain lake was the abode erected. I know somebody's right now listening to this going, yeah, he said, titty caca. Keep, keep focus guys to the place nearby. Niner oh, excuse me. Uh, there is gold here enough for many shars to come Anu satisfied said to the place nearby Ninurta and Anu and Antu an artifice mount showed how to play, how a play. Christ, the writing in this book. How to a place for melting and refining metals it was made, Ninurta explained. How a new metal from stones was extracted, he showed them. Anak, A-N-A-K, Anak, Anunnaki made, he called it. How by combining it with the abundant copper, a strong metal he invented, he showed them. Huh. On the Great Lake, from whose shores the metals came, Anu and Antu sailed. The Lake of Anak, Anu called it. Henceforth, this was its name. Then from lands from the north, lands where great horned beasts were hunted. Oh, this is definitely America. Great horned beasts. They got to be talking about buffaloes, bison, have to be. In Zion National Park, ah, Daniel Valdez. In Zion National Park, the Narrows is a gorge with high walls and a river going through it. It's about 20 or 30 feet wide. Cool shit. Maybe. We are talking about America here because when they said the Great Horned Beast, the first thing I thought about was a bison or a buffalo. Marduk, before his father 
and which means if they're talking about the, this up here to the place in there, the, the artifice mound shown, they got to be talking about the Temple of the Sun, which is in in Mexico. I believe it's in Mexico, right? Yeah, Mexico. Got to be what they're talking about. So they're in that area. They're floating around in the middle there. Marduk, before his father and father Enki and his grandfather Anu came. Nabu, his son, was with him. So Marduk, Nabu is Marduk's kid. So it's uh, Anu's great great grand kid. When Enki about Serapin inquired, Marduk with sorrow of her death them told. Remember, uh, Marduk married a human, married a mortal, and uh, she died. So he's, yeah, Serapin died. Now, Nabu alone with me has remained to his father, grandfather, uh, to his father and grandfather, Marduk said. Anu, Marduk, to his chest pressed. Enough, you have been punished to him, he said. With this, with his right hand on Marduk's head, Anu, Marduk, to be forgiven, blessed. So Anu lifted his prison sentence. Moose up north, maybe. Oh, yeah, there you go. Still, moose is, I'm pretty confident, moose is, uh, moose, bison, that's, uh, that's specific to, to North America. Uh, quote me if I'm wrong, stop me if I'm wrong, but I believe that's specific. So if you're talking about great horned beasts, those are the two I know. Um, from the golden place, high in the mountains, all who had gathered to the plain below went. There, stretching to the horizon, Ninurta, a new place for the chariots, had prepared. So they built another chariot place. Interestingly enough, looks exactly like the last one, which would be Egypt. The, the temples and the pyramids that are in, Mex uh, in Mexico look, uh, are actually align perfectly with the ones in Egypt. I'll look it up. I swear to God. I'll make this shit up. And even if it's not true, it's fact for me. No, but it is true though. They, they they line them up, and they're they're exactly symmetrical. Um, where did I leave off? Because I'm talking and drinking. Anu and Antu celestial chariots stood there ready with gold to the brim. It was loaded. As the time for departing came, Anu to his children words of goodbye and guidance gave. Whatever destiny for the earth and earthlings intended, let it so be. Don't don't get involved in their shit. If they're gonna kill themselves off, let them kill themselves off. If they're gonna proliferate and do great things, let them proliferate and do great things. Don't get involved. So when people sit there and they go, "Where's God? I don't understand why God doesn't answer my calls." There you go, right here. If man, not Anunnaki, to inherit the earth is destined, let us destiny help. And they're gonna help mankind. They ain't here to shit on us. So everybody who's freaked out and scared of aliens, especially ones that look like us and stand probably about eight feet tall, they ain't here to hurt us. Little great fuckers, I have no idea, though. Give mankind knowledge up to the measure, up to a measure, secrets of heaven and earth them teach. So give them, yeah. it, says, it says up to a measure. No, just tell them as much as we want to tell them. Cut it off at some point. Don't, don't tell them everything. Laws of justice and righteousness teach them. They depart and then depart and leave. So tell them about justice, righteousness, do the right thing. Don't be a shitbag. And then get the hell out of there. Leave them the hell alone. So did Anu to his children fatherly instructions give. 
Once more, they hugged, embraced, and kissed, and from the new chariots place, Anu and Antu for Nibiru left. So the Anu god is gone. He's going back home. The first to break the sorrow silence was Marduk, with anger worse his words. Oh. This kid just got out of jail, and now he's already starting shit. See, this is why rehabilitation doesn't work and forgiveness and all that crap. This is a perfect example. Here's a god who just got out of prison. You think, oh, man, don't my sentence, man. I'm going to live a straight life. And what does he do? He gets pissed off within five minutes of him leaving. Kids, freaking millennials. <sighs> what is this new place of celestial chariots of the others in explanation he demanded? What after my exile without my knowledge has transpired? You were in exile. You're in prison. When Enki of the decisions about the four regions to Marduk told, Marduk's fury knew new bounds. Why will Inanna, a cause of Demuzi's death, her own region get? The decision has been made and they cannot be altered. So did Enlil to Marduk say. In separate, in separate skyships to the Eden and its adjoining lands, they returned. Sensing trouble, Enlil Ishker to stay behind instructed over the gold-watched keep. To commemorate Anu's visit, a new count of time passage was introduced. By Earth years, not by Nibiru Shars, what, uh, was what on Earth transpired to be counted. So now they're, they're counting by Earth's time. And this is where you get your, your months from. And, and they're basically our calendar now. And they did it a little different because ours is kind of based off the Roman thing where you got Julia, uh, July, which is Julius Caesar, August, which is Augustus, and blah, 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 blah. But they did it by the constellation. So in the age of the bowl to Enlil dedicated was the count of the Earth's years begun. When to the Eden, the leaders returned to the place of the first civilized region. How to make bricks from mud, the Anunnaki, the earthlings taught therewith cities to build. So this is where you're starting to get your rise of your city. So I have to wonder. They're talking about the rise of the first city. So this obviously is going to be in the in the Mesopotamia. It's going to be made out of brick, uh, clay brick. That's what they're te teaching the humans to make. So when you're talking about all these cities that the Anunnaki have and these sacred precincts, what did they make it out of? Metal? If they made it out of metal, there's going to be no trace of it. Because metal, as we all know, rusts, falls apart. I mean, maybe not so much in the in the dry regions, but I don't know. Interesting. But we're... But where once cities of the Anunnaki alone had stood, cities for both them and earthlings now arose. Therein and in new cities for the great Anunnaki sacred precincts were consecrated. Therein the Anunnaki with lofty abodes were provided. Lofty abodes. Hmm. Temples by mankind they were called. Therein the Anunnaki as lofty lords were served and worshipped. By number ranks they were honored the airship to mankind made known. There you go. Anu, the heavenly, the rank of 60 held. To, en to Enlil, the rank of 50 was given. On Ninurta, his foremost son, did Enlil the same rank bestow. Next in secession was the Lord Enki, 
the rank of 40 he held. Wow, Enlil's a fucking asshole. He gave his son the same rank as him and shit on his brother and gave him a lower rank. Wow, that's garbage. This dude is trash. Next assassin was Lord Enki. Enki, he was given the Lord uh, the rank of 40. To, Narnar, uh, to Nanar, the son of Enlil and Ninlil, the rank of 30 was assigned. Yeah. So, so, the, so, oh, so they even put, he even put uh, Enki's kids lower than Enki. To his son and successor, Utu, the rank of 20 was allotted. 10 as a number rank of all other Anunnaki leaders, sons was granted. Ranks by the fives between the female Anunnaki, the spouses were shared. When, after Eridu and Nibiruki and their temple abodes were completed in, Lag- in Lagash and Gursu, precincts for Ninurta was built, his black skybird there was kept. Uh, in Ninu, House of Fifty, was the temple abode for Ninurta and Bao, his spouse, or Bo, is my boo. B-A-U, for anybody who's interested. His spouse called the Supreme Hunter and the Supreme Smiter. Weapons a, gifts, a, weapons a gift of Anu, the, the Ininu, protected. Couldn't these guys come up with a just, just a new name? Call the next guy Tom. Tom or Carl or something like that. Fuck. I mean, it's just Inu, Inku, Doo-Doo. It's all the same shit. Change the name. You, there's other letters in the alphabet. You can do it. Where Sapar before the deluge began, uh, had been. Remember, uh, Sapar got wiped out from the, from the Great Flood. On top of the mud soil, Utu, a new Sapar established. So they're building cities on top of cities. In... Ibadar, the shining house, an abode for Utu and his spouse Aya was raised. From there, Utu, for mankind, laws and justice, proclamated. I believe that's the word. Where, because of silt and mud, the olden plans could not be followed, new sites were chosen. Adab, a site, not uh, Adab, a site from Shurabak, not distant, from Ninursag as new center was made. Yeah, so Sherbach was another uh, city that got mulled over. So now they're calling it Adab. The house of Sakor or Sucker, in healing and knowledge, was her temple abode therein named. The Emmys of how the earthlings were fashioned, bingo, mitochondrial extract, gotta be it, were fashioned in Ninursag in its holy shrine kept. For Nanar, a city with straight streets, canals, and wharves was provided. Urim was its name. House of the Throne Seeds was its temple abode called. The moon beams to the land it reflected. Isker to the mountain lands of the north returned. The House of Seven Storms has uh, his abode was called. Inanna to in. Uh, Unki resided in the abode by Anu, bequeathed to her she dwelt. Man, this is a lot of freaking information. 
Marduk and Nabu. This reads like the Bible. It's the same thing, like the generations thing. Well, this is his son, and he had five kids. It's the same thing. They're just taught, what they're doing is this whole thing is telling you where everybody's living and all the houses and stuff that they got. That's all this is, but it's almost over. Marduk and Nabu and Eridu dwelt uh, in the Eden, their own abodes they did not have. So he lived in Eridu. He lived in the Eden, but uh, they didn't buy him a house. So Marduk and his uh, and Nabu are living in a homeless shelter. Awesome. Ten bucks as he takes over the planet. <laughs> Leave it at that. Now this is the account of the first city of men in the kingship on earth and how Marduk to build a tower schemed and wherefore Inanna the Emmy stole. Ah, the tower. Bet you it's the Tower of Babel. In the first region, in the lands of Eden, in the cities with precincts, by their Anunnaki lords, the earthlings' handiworks and crafts were taught. Before long, there were fields irrigated. On canal and river, boats soon sailed. The sheepfolds and granaries were overflowing. Prosperity in the land filled. Ki Enig, land of the lofty watchers, the first region was called. Unique Lambs of the Lofty Watchers. Okay, so the first region I believe is the one that was uh, the this the one uh, no one was allowed into. Then to let the black-headed people a city of their own possess it was decided. And there, this is I'm assuming black-headed people is going to be your your black people, your your Africans or whatever. Um, which would imply that. The Anunnaki were not black. They were white. Um, I mean, they live in a planet that's covered in an atmosphere. I mean, there's no... They're far away from the sun. I can't imagine. They're probably like Edward and Twilight or something like that. Creepy white. Um, which brings a whole new spin on the, the movie Prometheus. <laughs> Think about that shit. Creepy. But we're not here to get into this. They're... In, it's up for interpretation. Kishi, Scepter City, it was called. In Kishi did the kingship of man begin. Therein, in consecrated soil, Anu and Enlil, the heavenly bright object implanted. Um, in, in it, Ninurta, the first king appointed. Mighty man was his royal title. To make it center, a center for civilized mankind, Ninurta to Eridu journey. The Emmy tablets that for kingship divided formulas hold it from Enki to obtain. Properly, atti proper, properly attired with respect, Ninurta Eridu entered for the Emmy of kingship, he asked. You know, with all this stuff that I'm thinking about, I, I'm sorry, I just got to go back on this. When you're talking about the, the, the black-headed people came in and everything, and, and, you know, if this is the case, like, if, if the Anunnaki were white, you think, freaking white people, man, they got problems with this shit. Like, this is crazy. With all the, like, the fighting and all that stuff, yeah, whatever. Enki, the lord who all ME safeguards, 50 ME to Ninurta granted. So you give her 50. There you go, 50. Get the hell out of here. In Kishi were the black-headed people with numbers to calculate taught. So they taught 
mankind to to count. Cool, thanks. Uh, Heavenly Nisba, writing them taught. Heavenly Niski, beer making they should have. Ah. This is great. They taught people how to make beer. Nah, this just this story just got better. Um, if you notice, they keep changing the names now. They're not calling them Anunnaki. They're saying Heavenly. Did anybody pick up on that? Saying Heavenly Nispa, Heavenly Ninkashi. They're calling them Heavenly now because they're cut above us, according to them. By Inkisi, by Ninurta guided kiln work and smithing proliferated, wheeled wagons to male asses harnessed. Not not male asses, donkeys. Come on, guys. Seriously, head out of the car. Craftily Inkishi first were fashioned. Laws of justice and righteous behavior in Kishi were proclamated. It was in Kishi that the people's hymns of praise to Ninurta composed. All right, so Ninurta's not really a bad guy. He's in, he's in Lil's son, and Lil's a piece of shit, but he's actually helping people right here. Of his heroic deeds and victories they sang, of his awe-inspiring Blackbird they chanted. This dude got the, he, this dude got Knight Rider. He got the Blackbird. He got like the, the badass warship. How in the faraway lands the bison, bingo, he's subdued. How the white metal to mix with copper he found. What is the white metal? Shut up. Anybody in the comments, what's a white metal? Because that's what it says right here. How the white metal to mix with copper found. And if you mix, if you tell me what the white metal is and uh, mix it with copper, let me know what the hell that is. Ninurta's glorious time it was with the constellation of the archer. He was honored. Well, there you go. The archer. Archer is Orion. Orion's belt. While all, all while Inanna in Nuki, her lordship, Unki, excuse me, whatever the hell her name or their freaking city is, they keep naming them the same goddamn thing, just switching letters around. Her lordship in the third region awaited. All the while, the domain of her own, of the leaders she demanded. So she, Inanna wants her own. I want my land. I want my shit. Give me my money. Uh, the third region after the second one will come. Her leaders thus assured. In other words, we haven't done the second one yet. Con, cool your jets. <clears throat> Having seen how Ninurta to Eridu journeyed, how the Emmy of kingship he obtained, Inanna in her heart a plan devised to obtain Emmy from Enki she schemed. Oh, shit. Oh, freaking women. <laughs> And you wonder why you're not allowed to Masonic Lodges. Because of this shit right here. So I, I'm literally just playing. Please, please don't. Please don't. Doors open. Don't, don't come after me. Threat protection on the computer. Wonderful. I said I'm sorry. Her chambermaid, Ninskaber, that's a name, to Iridu, she dispatched a visit by Inanna to announce. So she's going to... Sending her bride or chambermaid, whatever, to go tell Enki, I'm coming to see you. On his hearing, Enki to Ismu, oh, I know what he did. He started, you know, pop two blue pills. I know he, dirty bastard. On this hearing, Enki to Ismud, his housemate, his housemaster, quickly instructions gave the maiden all alone to my city, Iridu, 
her step is directing. When all alone she will arrive, my inner chambers let her enter. Stupid son of a bitch. <sighs> Pour for her cold water to freshen her heart. Barley cakes with, oh, barley cakes with butter give her. Sweet wine prepare. The beer vessels to the rim fill up. Yeah, get, get me to Viagra. When Inanna alone in the abode of Enki entered, Ismud, Enki's commands, followed. Then when Enki Inanna greeted, by Inanna's beauty, he was overwhelmed. With jewelry was Inanna bedecked. By her thin dress, her body, she revealed. <laughs> you stupid ass. There we go. When she bent down, her vulva by Enki was thoroughly ex Oh, my God. I'm sorry, children. Cover. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I, I... And you didn't think this was a setup? Men always thinking with their dicks. Unbelievable. Don't don't for the listeners, please, please don't don't fall for this shit. Please just don't. Use your head. They're always up to something. From the wine cup, sweet wine they drank for beer drinking. A competition they had. Oh, she's getting him hammered. <laughs> oh my god. Show me the M.E.s, Anana to Enki playfully said. Let me let me me uh. It's literally Mimi. Let me, M-E, in my hand hold. Seven times in the course of the competition, Enki to Inanna, M-E's to hold gave. You dumb son of a bitch. Seven times. Uh, this is insane. It's, Steve, this is funny, right? Oh, my God. I got nothing for this guy. I got nothing. Ah. Uh, this needs to be on, like, court TV. That's what this chapter needs to be on. Holy shit. You walk right into that one. For love dressing and for wearing M.E.s to Inanna Enki to hold gave. For music and singing, woodworking, sure, woodworking in metals and precious stones. 94. <laughs> he gave the other dude freaking 50. This chick got 94 of them. Oh, my God. That for civilized kingdoms are needed. Enki to Inanna gave. Hey, in the comments, you guys want to take a bet what happens? Holding her prizes tightly, Inanna from the slumbering Enki slipped away. <laughs> she slipped him a mick. To her boat of heaven, she rushed out. To soar away her pilot, she instructed. Oh, When Enki from his slumber by Ismud was awakened... Get a hold of Inanna to Ismud, he said. When from Ismud that Inanna had already in her boat of heaven departed, Enki heard, to chase Inanna. <laughs> she stole your car keys, dude, and your credit card. Uh, to chase Inanna in Enki's skyship, Ismud, he instructed. All the Emmys you must retrieve, to him, he said. Uh, at the approach of Inugiki, Ismud Inanna's boat of heaven intercepted to return to Eridu and the wrath of Enki face he made her. Oh, so he got a hold of her. Dragged her ass, dragged her ass back. But she swallowed him. Oh. Or sold him to the highest bidder. We're already on eBay, bro. You're beat. 
But when Inanna back to Eridu was brought, the Emmys with her were no more. I called that shit. <laughs> to her chambermaid in Scuba, she gave them to the house of Anu to Inugi. Ninshkber took them. She passed them off. <laughs> in the name of my power, in the name of my father Anu, I command you, the Emmys, to return. So did Enki angrily to Inanna say, he's going to choke this bitch, watch. In his abode captive, he held her. All right, kept, kept her captive. All right, I thought he was going to whoop her ass. When of this Enlil heard, oh, here we go, Enlil's involved, zinc or lead. Oh, white metal. Thanks, Daniel Valdez. Oh, thank you. I, I'm paying attention. I appreciate that. I got to get back into this because this, this, this just got good. Uh, oh, that's freaking hilarious. So, of course, Enlil's now, you know, he overheard, so to Eridu to face his brother he came. Of course, he's going to take her side because he hates his brother. I mean, at this point, Enki should just dig a hole and put one in his head. Like, <sighs> By right, the Emmys I have attained, Enki himself in my hand placed them. So did Inanna to Enlil say, the truth of that Enki meekly admitted. Yeah, you dumbass. Hey, baby, hold my, hold my wallet and cry that hard. Stupid, stupid shit. When the time term of Kish, Kishi shall be completed to Anugki kingship shall pass, so did Enlil declare. When Marduk all this did hear, he was greatly enraged. His anger knew no bounds. Yeah, Marduk is pissed off. His dad got freaking taken. Figuratively. Taken. Like. Uh, I can't believe this. Where did I leave off? Uh, enough has my humiliation been to his father. Oh, he's pissed off that. Uh, um, he's not getting a kingship of Anugki. Uh, enough has my humiliation been to his father, Enki Marduk shouted. A sacred city of my own in the Eden from Enlil he forthwith demanded. When Enlil to Marduk's appeal, no heed paid. Marduk's fate in his own hands grasped. So Enkil told him, go, oh, Enlil told Marduk, oh, get fucked. You ain't getting a city. And he said, I'm going to take it into my own hands. To a place that for Anu's arrival before Unugki was selected, was considered nabu the agigi and their offspring from their dispersed land summoned oh he's going to get his boys he's riling up the agigi again for marduk they're in a sacred city a place for sky ships to establish so i wonder where he's going i'm gonna have to go with babylon I'm taking a wild guess uh tower babel babylon that's where he's going uh when his followers at the place assembled stones with to, uh, to build with they found not marduk how to make bricks and burn them by fire to serve as stone to them he showed showing how to build bricks therewith a tower whose heaven whose head a tower therewith a tower whose head the heavens can reach they were building to thwart the plan and lil to the place hurried to placate Marduk with soothing words he tried. So he's like, oh, come on, man. No, I was just messing around, man. I'll give you, I'll give you something, man. Don't, 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 don't shit at me here. You can make me look bad. To stop Marduk and Nabu in their endeavor, Enlil did not succeed. So now Marduk told him, get fucked. 
in Nibiruki and Lil, his sons and grand, uh, grandchildren assembled. What to do they all considered. Marduk, an unpermitted gateway to heaven is building. To earthlings, it, uh, it he is entrusting. So he's not only did he summon the Agigi, but now he's got people, men, humans working for him. So did Enlil to his grandchildren say, if we allow this to happen, no other matter of mankind shall be unreached. This evil plan must not must be stopped. Yeah, why would you want to, you know, we'll, we'll give the planet, but we're not going to give more than that, asshole. Uh, Ninurta said, all with that agreed. Well, fuck you all then. It was nighttime when from Nibiruki, the Enlilite Anaki came from their skybirds uh, from their skyships havoc upon the rising tower file and brimstone they were they bombed the tower yep so this is your story of babel uh tower of babel whatever you want to call it choose your language or your dialect to the tower and the whole encampment a complete end they made yeah they bombed the tower to scatter abroad the leader and his followers and lil thereupon decided henceforth their counsels to confuse their unity to shatter and Lil decreed. Until now all earthlings had one language. Oh, in a single tongue they had spoke, probably Sumerian. Henceforth their language I shall confound that they each will not understand oh, they will not understand each other's speech. Now there, right there, is the key to how we become better. One of the keys to how we can become better as humans. One united language. Uh, unity or at least up until recently with technology we can understand each other's language now that's a good one in the 300th and 10th year since the count of earth's years did uh, began all did all this happen let's see here where I got here a couple more pages in each region in every land the people of different tongue he made to speak a different form of writing thereafter to each was given that one will not the other will not comprehend yeah it's up until recent times when we've gotten you either had to learn a different language but now we have this idiot box that we keep in our pocket here and uh, it's got a translator on it so you can just say it and translate it to another language um 23 kings did in Kishi reign for 408 years it was the scepter city it was also in Kishi that a beloved king Etna Etana excuse me Etana E-T-A-N-A for a heavenly journey was taken at the allotted time let kingship to Anugki be transferred so did Enlil decree to its soil the heaven Heavenly bright object from Kishi was transferred. What the hell is a heavenly bright object? Hmm, whatever. When the decision to the people was announced to Inanna, the ex exaltation hymn they sang, Lady of the Emmys. Wait, 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 wait. Inanna. Oh, that's the chick who took, and took freaking Enki to the cleaners. Now they're singing praises about her. That's got to piss him off. Oh, my God. Lady of the Emmys. And they call her Lady of the Emmys. Ha! Queen brightly resplendent, Righteous and radiant clothed of heaven and earth beloved. By the love of Anu, consecrated 
great adorning or adorations wearing. Seven times the Emmys she obtained in her hand that she held and she them is holding. For the tiara of kingship, they are appropriate. For the high priesthood, suitable. Lady of the great Emmys, of them she is the guardian. In the f- in the four hundredth and ninth year, excuse me, after the Count of Earth days began, kingship of the first region to Anugi was transferred. It was the f- uh, it was first king was the high priest of the Inea Temple abode, a son of Utu. He was. As for Marduk, to the land of the two narrows he went. To be the master of the second region, one established expected. Got it. Land of the two narrows. That's going to be in between. Uh, um, it's definitely Babylon. Uh, land of the two narrows is going to be um, in between the Tigris and Euphrates. That's the land of the two narrows. Now it makes sense now that they said that. Now this is the account of the second and third regions were established. And uh, I got about two more pages of this, and then we're going to get to the. And then we have one tablet left. That's it. Story is over. Um, and how Ningazida was exiled and uh, Ki Arata threatened. Arata, we talked about that. That's um, Mount Ararat. When Marduk, after a long absence of the la- to the land of the two narrows, returned, Ningazida, as its master, he there found its lofty lord, Ningazida was. Ningazida's the boss. Um, I think these are the two that had a pissing match before, but I could be wrong. That might be Ninerta. Ningazida, um, uh, with the aid of off, with the aid of offspring of Anunnaki, who Earthlings espoused, did Ninkazida the lands oversee. What Marduk had once planned and instructed by Ninkazida was overturned. Ah, kind of like two freaking presidents. Um, what is it that happened, Marduk of Ninkazida to no demanded? Of the destruction of the hidden things, Marduk Ninkazida accused. Oh, yeah, this is definitely, these two got into a piss and match before. Of making Horon to a desert place depart, a place that has no water, a boundless place where sexual pleasures are not enjoyed. The two brothers in uproar made, upon quarreling bitterly, they embarked. Pay heed, I am here in my proper place, Marduk to Ninkazida said. You have been my place taker. Ooh, he's talking shit. From now on, only a deputy of mine you will be. But if to rebellion you are inclined, to another land go away you must. Yeah, so there's listen, I'm the boss here. He ain't the freaking boss. I've been running this show. You're my deputy. Fuck you. Fuck you. You're doing that stuff. Um, but he's saying if you're going to go to rebellion, just get the, get the hell out of here. Of 350 years did the brothers in the land of two narrows quarreled. That is a long time. God damn. Uh, For 350 years was the land in chaos between the brothers. It was split. Then Enki, their father, to Ninkazita said, For peace sake, to other lands depart. For the sake of peace. Peace's sake, whatever. Um... To go to a land beyond the oceans Ninkazita chose with a band of followers thereto he went. 650 earth years It was the time count. But in the new domain where Ninkazita the winged serpent was called, a new count of its own began. 
In the land of the two narrows, the second region under Marduk's lordship was established. In the annals of the first region, Magan, land, Magan, M-A-G-A-N, M-A-G-A-N, land of the cascading river, it was called. By the second region's people, when languages were confounded, Temta, the dark brown land, it was henceforth called. Neturu, guardian watchers, the Anunnaki were there in the new language called. Marduk as Ra, there you go, the bright one, was worshipped. Enki as Ptah, the developer, P-T-A-H. The developer was venerated. Ninkazida as Tuti, Tehuti, the divine measure, was recalled. To erase his memory, Ra on the stone lion, his image with that of his son Ashar replaced. Uh, so there you go. Changed his face. So that poor monument called the Sphinx has been replaced face after face after face. To count by tens, not by 60, Ra made uh, the people made. The year he also by tens divided. So he's changing, he's changing a whole lot of shit. The watching of the moon by the watching of the sun he replaced. So he's watching the moon, not the sun. Okay. Whereas under the lordship Tehuti, the olden city of the north in the city of the south were reestablished. I think that's probably South America or something like that. I could be wrong. Marduk slash Ra, the two lands, the north and the south, into one crown united. Uh, we're definitely talking about uh, uh, Egypt at this point. A king, an offspring of Natiru, an earthling, he there appointed. Mina was his name. Where the two lands meet in the great river divides the scepter city Ra established. Oh, so never mind. He's still... Uh, where the two lands meet in the great river divides. Yeah, the Nile. Okay. Splendor to surpass Kishi in the first region he gave it. Mena Nefer, Mena's beauty, it was called. To honor his elders, Ra, a holy city built. To honor Nibiru's king, Anu, he named it. Therein, on a place temple abode for his father, Enki Ptah, he erected its head within a high tower like a sharp rocket skyward rose. In its shrine, Ra, the upper part of the celestial barge, deposited the Ben-Ben, it was called. It was the one in which, from the planet, countless years he had traveled. On the day of the new year, the king and the high priest the ceremonies performed. On that day alone, the innermost star roamed, he entered. Before the Ben-Ben offers of offerings, he put. To benefit the second region, Ptah to Ra, Enki, to Marduk, all manners of Emmys gave. What do I know that you do not know? The father, his son, asked. Then all manner of knowledge except that of the dead reviving to Ra he gave. So Enki kept the Emmy that can raise the dead. As a great one of the twelve celestials, Ta to Ra, the constellation sign of the ram allotted here you go the water flow of hapti the land's great river which is the nile ta for ra and his people regulated 
abundance in the fertile soils quickly came, the man and cattle proliferated. By the success of the second region and the leaders were encouraged, the third region to establish, they proceed. To make it, do, make it a domain of Inanna, she was promised, they decreed. As, benefit, as befits the mistress of the region, a celestial constellation to her was assigned. Beforehand, with her brother Utu, the station of the twins she shared. Twins, twins, that was the twins, Gemini. Um, henceforth, as a gift for Nurusag, her constellations of the maiden to Inanna was allowed in the 816th year, according to the Earth's year count, was Inanna so honored. Far away in the eastern lands, beyond seven mountain ranges, was the third region. Zamush, land of the 60 precious stones, was the highland realm called. Arata, the wooden realm, was in the valley of the Mindering Great River located. Um, in the Great Plain did the people cultivate crops and grains for horn cattle herd. The two cities with mud bricks they built, with granaries that were filled, as by Enlil's decree required the Lord Enki, Lord of Wisdom. For the third region, a changed tongue devised, a new kind of writings signs for uh, he for it fashioned. A tongue of man heretofore unknown for Arata, Enki in his wisdom created. By the MEs of civilized kingdoms for the third region, Enki did not give. So he didn't give up any of the MEs, kept them. Let Inanna, what for Ungki had obtained with the new region, share. So did Enki. Yeah, the bitch stole my shit. She can share it with the next region. In Arata, Inanna, a shepherd chief appointed, akin to her beloved Demuzi, he was. In her skyship from Anugki to Arata, Inanna journeyed over the mountains and valleys she flew. The precious stones of Zamush, 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 whatever, she cherished pure lapis lazuli with her to Anugki she carried. At that time, the king in Anugki was Enim, oh my god, these words, Enmerkar. The second one to reign therein he was. It was he who the boundaries of Enugki expanded. By its glories was Inanna exalted. It was he who the wealth of Arata covered. To be over Arata supreme, she schemed. Oh, Christ. This bitch. Back at it again. To Arata, Emnerkar was an emissary dispute a dispatch to tribute Arata's riches to demand. Over seven mountain ranges, though parched lands and uh, then soaked by rains, the emissary to Arata went. To the king of Arata, the demands words, Emker, words he repeated. His language and king of Arata to understand was unable, like the bray of a donkey its sound was. <laughs> Change the language to... Oh. That's shitty. <laughs> uh, his language, the king of Arata to understand wasn't able. Uh, excuse me. The wooden scepter inscribed to the message the king of Arata to the emissary gave. To share Anugki's MEs with Arata, the king's message requested, as a royal gift to Anugki, 
grains on donkeys were loaded with the emissary to Anugaki. They went. When Anumukar was inscribed, scepter received, its message in Unuki, no one understood. Right. Change all the languages. Fuckers. Uh, he brought it forth with light to shade. He brought it forth from shade to light. What kind of wood is this? He asked. Them to plant in the garden he ordered. After five years, uh, after ten years had passed from the scepter, a tree grew. A tree of shade it was. What shall I do? Emrakar, in frustration, his grandfather Utu asked. With heavenly Insaba, the mistress of scribes in writing, Utu interceded. On a clay tablet, his message to inscribe Insaba, Emrakar, taught in the tongue of Arata it was. By the hand of his son Banna was the message delivered. Submission or war? Oh, shit. Whoo! So finally, when they deciphered the message, he's like, "Submission, give in to me, or we're gonna whoop your ass." By Anata, Arata was not abandoned. To Anugki, Arata will not submit. The king of Arata said, "If warfare Anugki desires, let one warrior, one combat meet." Oh boy, here we go, David and Goliath. Better yet, let us peacefully. Treasures exchanged. Let Anugki its Emmys for Arata riches gave. On the way back, carrying a peaceful message, Banda fell sick and his spirit left him. Oh, yeah, no kidding. They were gangsters. Wow. So Banda fell sick, never carried the message. Guys, want to guess what's going to happen in the next one? His comrades raised his neck without life of breath. It was on Mark Hernum. On the way from Arata to his death was abandoned. The riches of Arata Anugki did not receive. The Emmys of Anugki Arata did not obtain. In the third region, civilized man did not fully blossom. Oh, shit. And that's the end of the 12th. So I think this last one, if I remember correctly, is going to be basically all about war. They're going to battle. So, uh, what did we learn here in this one? Uh, I know what I learned. If she shows up half naked and asking to see your wallet and trying to force beer down your throat, she's probably going to rob you. <laughs> uh, keep going. Yeah, I can't, man. I haven't eaten yet. I guess I've got to see the kids. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I will be doing this relatively shortly i won't uh, make you wait this long for this last chapter because i want to be done with this one because uh, i want to thank everybody who's uh who's given me some suggestions i know the kybalion was one that was asked to be read next um that book over there on the end of the table the secret teachings of all ages you guys are on your own with that one it's a long ass book um as well as um uh morals and dogma yeah i'm not gonna be reading that one either you want to read that you read it on your own because i'm not I mean, I screw these words up regularly, uh, normal words. And uh, that book is a very tough read. Uh, life less, uh, Steve Lose, Life Lessons from the Ancient Ones. Thank you for reading. Anytime, man. Uh, I wanted, if you guys got suggestions, you guys have anything you want, else you want me to read, um, I will definitely read it. I, I don't mind. I know Kabbalion was a big one that many people are asking me. Can you please do the Kabbalion? Can you please do the Kabbalion? Yeah, I'll do it. Not a problem. I don't mind. Um, 
And if you're interested in any of this stuff, that I, if you guys are really interested in the uh, uh, Lost Book of Enki and the, the the things that Zechariah Sitchin has done, there are other YouTube uh, videos of him actually, his own words, uh, breaking it down where he's done. And again, it's a grainy video because he died a long time ago, but he did uh, many lectures about uh, the Book of Dan, and he, he talked about the Sumerians and when he believed the Anunnaki were going to be coming back to Earth. And uh, you can check those out. They're on YouTube. Just type in Zechariah Sitchin, uh, Anunnaki Return, and it should pop up. Some of them are horseshit. I'll be clear. Some of them are are done by hacks. Uh, but uh, definitely look for one that's Zechariah Sitchin. And uh, what I'm going to do, though, before I sign off here, I am going to read the synopsis of the 13th tablet to give you guys a little taste of what the last and final chapter is going to say. So uh, here we go. Royal cities sprout with sacred precincts for the gods. We still have that today. Look at Washington, D.C. Demigods serve as kings and priests in palaces and temples. There you go. There's your rise of religion. Marduk promises his royal followers, followers an eternal afterlife. Okay. Kind of where it started. Um, in Sumer, Inanna encourages a belief in resurrection. <laughs> Love it. Celestial omens and foretelling oracles gain followings. Soothsayers, yep. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, the Greeks were big into the oracles, right? Um, Marduk proclaims the coming age of the ram as his sign. So he hijacked the ram. Ninkazita builds stone obser observatories to show otherwise. He's like, bullshit, this is my time. This is my time. It ain't yours. No, I don't believe you. No, these two are continuing their pissing match. Insurrections, wars, and invasions destabilize Enlilite lands. The mystery emissary appears to... Oh, he's back. Galzu is back. Uh, the mystery emissary appears to Enlil foretells of calamity. Here we go. Instructs Enlil to seek a worthy man to lead survival. Mm. That's your Jesus story. Enlil chooses Ibram. Oh, Abraham. I-B-R-U-U-M. Convert it to Judaism. Abraham. Scion of priestly royal family. Uh, armies raised by Naboo attempt to seize the spaceport. They're taking that shit by storm. Overruling Enki, the gods resort to weapons of terror. Oh, here we go. Nuclear weapons and some crazy alien shit. Ninurta and Nurgle obliterate the spaceport and, and sinning cities. Oh, shit. So, uh... <laughs> Alright. The... I wonder if that has to do with the well, there you go with the whole pillar of salt and uh, the cities being uh, being destroyed. What the hell were those two cities? Sodom and Gomorrah. I wonder if that's part of the story. Uh, the drifting nuclear cloud. Oh shit! The drifting nuclear cloud brings death in all Sumer. Yeah. Uh, believe that or not. Uh, interesting how the, the 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 civilization of Sumer just went away one day just wasn't there anymore it became something else uh, uh a casian empire or something like that but anyway i hope you guys enjoyed the reading and uh thank you for tuning in 
And uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Uh, it had some funny moments there. And uh, I hope you enjoyed my my commentary on uh, Enki being a dumbass. And uh, anyway, for the Freemates podcast, I'll be doing the other one pretty soon. So uh, tune in. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Have a good night. As soon as I can find the button.